welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brennan Black, and uh, once again, I'm alone for this episode, but that's all right. We're going to have some interviews for you guys, hopefully pretty soon. I've been uh, trying to find some time to make some phone calls. It hasn't happened yet, but we're hoping by next week or the week after, we're going to have back on track interviews all the time, bringing in some more FFA kids, some more professionals, some more farmers, and just, you know, getting things back to how they used to be. But for the time being, it's just going to be me. You're going to have to listen to my voice. I'm sorry about that, but we're going to just keep going with more of those, uh, I guess you could say, interesting fact episodes, which I, I tend to enjoy quite a lot because I get to learn a lot about uh, sides of agriculture I never knew about. I mean, like the county fair episode is very cool, and we're just going to keep kind of going with that same theme. So, um, yeah, so I think uh, the best way to kind of go about this new uh, schedule for the time being is just going to be we're going to have um maybe we'll have like a, a fun fact episode every now and then i'll bring in an ffa kid uh, or somebody to help me talk about issues and stuff and then i'll bring in professionals for the professional interviews and that sort of thing kind of like how we were doing before it's just you know gonna be a little bit different but we're gonna work with it it's all right so that being said leading into today's episode this is an episode that i've been meaning to make for a very very long time and the reason for that is because this is an episode that uh, kind of counters a lot of arguments I've had with people about uh, agriculture overall. Um, I mean, when I, when I mean I've argued with people about it, I mean arguments with people like the animal rights activists or the vegan, um, I, I don't want to say activists, but the people who support the vegan lifestyle um, or, you know, our, our former mayor that I had on this episode, not this episode, but this podcast. And um, nothing wrong with any of those people as far as they go as people, but they just a lot of the things that they believed about agriculture weren't entirely um, correct with how things actually are. I mean, uh, just to give you an example with the mayor, and not to throw the mayor under the former mayor under the bus or anything, but um, one of the main arguments that we had was uh, whether or not his job depended on agriculture. That was a huge argument that went on for weeks with the entire town, and and him and I actually discussed it face-to-face, and it just really what it boiled down to was he didn't say specifically that his job didn't depend on agriculture but he wouldn't admit that it did depend on agriculture even though it does every job depends on agriculture in one way or another and so people were sending him all kinds of lists of you know if you drive a car and your seats are made to leather then your job depends on agriculture and you know all these things and so it kind of inspired this idea in my mind that i should make an episode dedicated to all the different ways agriculture impacts life um, that we don't really think about. And so kind of the, the first part of that uh, concept is just going over all of the different uh, uh, byproducts that we take off of animals and, and uh, that sort of thing whenever we uh, process them and how those byproducts are used in ways that we never really think about. And so this is also an argument that I've had with um, animal rights activists and people that support the, the more vegan lifestyle or um, you know they try to reduce the amount of animal um, byproducts in their life and this is a conversation that I've had with a, with a good friend of mine that um, she used to be a vegan she, she tried the vegan uh, diet for a while and she just couldn't do it she just wasn't uh, happy and she wasn't healthy and she wasn't happy with her diet she wasn't happy with um, her lifestyle and she just she couldn't uh, stick to it and so her and I were talking about it and we both kind of agreed that if you're gonna go vegan um, one of the main things that the vegans always preach is that you have to go all the way. You can't just stick to the diet and say that you're supporting the animals. If you're going vegan for um, the reasons of protecting the animal life, is, is if, if that's your motivation for going vegan, then you have to go all the way with it. You can't, you know, you can't wear leather coats. You can't drive a car with leather seats. You can't 
Um, you know, you can't use uh, makeup that was tested on animals. You have to go the whole nine yards. You have to go all this way to really, you know, show your support for this cause or else it's really not worthwhile because you're not putting 100% effort into it. But the thing about it is it's nearly impossible to avoid animal byproducts altogether. To have a completely, by, by definition, pure vegan lifestyle is nearly impossible because animal byproducts are everywhere and you never really know where they're going to come from. And so if you really, really wanted to take it seriously, you have to know everything the animals have ever been a part of and you have to basically abstain yourself from all of that. And so that's what this episode is kind of dedicated to, just kind of showing that that's really not an easy task to do. And so we're going to kind of go through the list. I have two lists here, one of uh, pretty common uh, uses for animal byproducts that most people know. And we'll kind of go through that one pretty quickly because, I, like I said, a lot of you should already kind of know that one. That's, some, that's stuff that you're taught as kids. And then we'll go over some uncommon uses for, excuse me, for animal byproducts that a lot of people don't really uh, know about that aren't too familiar with. And so I think that it'd be kind of an interesting contrast, excuse me, wow, interesting contrast um, to see exactly what uh, uses animals have in their in their daily lives that they don't really uh, recognize. And so that maybe this will kind of give you more of an appreciation for animals and, and more of an appreciation for uh, the processing of animals because it will kind of just show that we're not just wasting everything. I mean, I've gone through uh, processing plants and I, I watched from the point where that cow was slaughtered to the point where, you know, all the meat gets distributed all the, after they do all the cuts and everything, after the meat gets all grinded up and sent down to the burger joints and everything. And they do not waste a single scrap of meat. Everything is used. The hide is used, horns, hooves, uh, bones, all the meat, all the organs, all the intestines and it's very gross and so it's all used though they don't waste any of it and so it's kind of interesting to see how that whole process goes down because a lot of people think that you just take the meat off of them and the rest of it just gets scrapped and that's not at all the case they don't waste anything everything gets used and that's the that's the point that's really important that people understand is that you know animals aren't just being you know abused and neglected and taken for granted just so we can eat them they basically drive a majority of the important things that we use in our daily lives. A lot of the things that people don't even really recognize them for, but that doesn't mean they're any less important. So let's just jump into these lists here and we'll kind of just go down the line. We'll start with the common ones. Um, kind of the first thing you're taught as a kid is that leather comes from the skin of cows or the hide of cows. And it's not necessarily their skin, but it's actually like their skin and their hair and like the whole hide, but you know, you learn it's, it's their skin. But basically leather comes from cattle and this leather can go on to make footballs it can make clothing clothing can also be made out of sheep or wool like uh or sheep wool or you know other hair from other for other animals and you know um just pelts leather hides all that kind of stuff is is all used for various um like clothing and i like we talked about earlier the seats and cars and you know there's a lot of uses for leather there's a lot of uses for um just animal hides in general i mean we also have glue. Um, glue is made from horse or cattle skin. Um, the skin is very, like, I don't know exactly how they how they do it, but they can process it in a way that makes it very sticky, and that's how they create most glues. And so um, that'd be kind of interesting to see if they made a vegan glue. I'm not sure if they do. They probably do. They have vegan everything. But a vegan glue would just be glue that wasn't made with horse or cattle skin. Um, dog food and and I, th I think cat food too is made from scrap meat you know meat that's not very edible for humans um, they just turn into food for for pets um, I mean actual food food that we eat is obviously 
uh, a byproduct of the animal, but that's kind of just, you know, everyone knows that one. Medicine. Um, medicine is, is made from uh, insects and animal fat and it's tested on animals. And so basically you really can't live um, without certain medicines because a majority of medicines were um, either composed of animal parts or insects or they're tested on animals in some way. So it's hard to kind of avoid medicine altogether. I mean, if you get sick, what are you going to do? Um, makeup. Uh, a lot of makeup is made from animal fat and it's tested on animals. I know they have vegan makeup. Uh, I'm not sure if that's, uh, I'm assuming that's not made of animal fat, and I know it hasn't been tested. That's kind of the big the big deal with vegan makeup is that it hasn't been tested on animals before. Um, so that's, I guess that's kind of a, a loophole. Gummy bears, marshmallows, jello, like kind of like chewy candy uh, sweets. Um, they're all made from the bones and fat of cattle. Um, a lot of those uh, like gelatin-like substances are made from, from cattle bones and fat. Uh, obviously milk comes from dairy cows, goats, you know, any animal that produces milk that's edible, we take dairy from them. Um, manure, we get manure from cattle and other livestock, and that's used as fertilizer for a lot of animals. And um, so it's like, again, nothing gets wasted from, from these animals. Everything that comes out of them, everything that we get off of them, everything that goes inside them, it all gets used. Um, transplants, I mean, you have swine hearts that are being transplanted to humans because swine and human had the most... Uh, similarities in terms of their internal structure and so you know you have uh, you know you kill a pig and take its heart and give it to a human that way they you know if they need a heart transplant and it you know it more often than not works I mean obviously there's a risk that it's not going to work that the body will um, just refuse to uh, accept it won't cooperate with it and that always happens too but uh, you know you have, tra- you have organ transplants fish oil I mean obviously it comes from fish but just like a lot of different foods and uh, clothing and just day-to-day things that we use, those are all things that most people pretty much know by now come from animals. But then we get into the interesting part of this list, the second list, and these are the more uncommonly known uses of animal byproducts. Not that they're uncommon uses, but it's not as common that people know about this. So one example is beer. Um, Beer and other alcohols like it um, contain a chemical or a a chemical called um, isinglass, and this chemical is found in the bladders of fish, and it helps with the fermentation of the beer. Um, so if you have beer, I'm not sure if there's a vegan variety of this. I'm, I think that there is, actually. But um, if you have beer, then the chemical in the beer that actually f- helps ferment it, it comes from fish bladders. So, um, you know, you can't really can't really say that you're... It's like the whole... Um, there's a joke about uh, an alcoholic saying he's going to try going gluten-free, and, and his, his buddy asked him, you, so you're going to stop drinking beer? And he's like, I don't think I know what gluten is. So it's like people don't really know what's in what they're actually drinking or eating. Um, and beer is an example of this. I mean, beer has, has chemicals from fish bladders. In it. And maybe there's another source of this isinglass stuff that's not from fish bladders, but fish bladders tend to be the uh, primary source of it for most people that are brewing beer. Um, perfume, uh, perfume, a lot of perfumes, especially the ones that have a vanilla scent to them, um, or foods that have a vanilla flavoring to them, artificial flavoring to them, um, contain a chemical called castorium. And castorium is often found in, um, in beavers in what's called their castor sacs, which is a, a sac that's located between their pelvis and tail. Um, and in these castor sacs are, are castorium. It's a, it's a chemical that makes things smell and, and taste like vanilla. And so if you have perfume, and I know that there's um, vegan perfume as well because they don't want to test it on animals or whatever, but I'm not sure if that vegan perfume um, is 
castor castorium free or not i'm assuming it would be because they have to kind of go into that um that kind of depth to prove that it's vegan but i mean you could slap a vegan label on it and the vegans will buy it and without actually checking it so it's kind of just one of those things um plastic bags and just plastic in general a lot of different types of plastic are made um they contain chemicals called slip agents and these slip agents are derived from animal fat a lot of animal fats are combined with different polymers to create these plastics and these plastic bags and so um, a lot of a lot of things are made from plastic and and so it kind of just you know I, I know that not all plastics are made from animal fat but animal fat is a is a component that is used to make plastic so it's like you know how do you avoid using plastic plastic is everywhere and how do you know if, if that plastic has animal fat in it or not and um, I mean same thing with uh, laundry detergent laundry detergent um, contains chemicals that are composed of cattle sheep and horse fat mixed with ammonium how do you know which one has it and which one doesn't? They don't really list in the ingredients uh, cattle, sheep, and horse fat. And some maybe they do. I'd, I'd never really check the labels of a laundry detergent bottle, but I would assume that they wouldn't mix that kind of stuff in there and, and tell you that it's in there. But I'm pretty sure there's not a vegan laundry detergent. I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know that laundry detergent contains animal fats either, though. Um, sugar. Sugar is, is created... Uh, well, obviously, sugar itself exists, and you know, glucose exists as a chemical, but um, or as a compound. But this, um, the white powdery sugar that we all know and use every day, is created by bone char, which is a granular material, and it's dried from animal ashes. So after they burn the animals and, and create ashes out of them, they dry this stuff called bone char, and they use it to filter and bleach out the the sugar to make it the white color that we know it as. And so that's kind of interesting. So the, the actual bone isn't inside the sugar, but bone char, animal ashes are actually used to filter out and make sugar white. Um, nail polish. Nail polish contains a chemical called uh, guanine, and the guanine is, is often found in fish scales, usually herring. Um, I think I've heard this one before, nail polish uh, being from fish scales, but that's another one that I think falls into the makeup department where they have vegan makeup. I'm sure they have vegan nail polish as well. Um, a lot of these are made from fat. So crayons are, um, they actually contain animal fat. And uh, I know for a fact, well, maybe there's something out there weird, but I'm pretty sure there's no vegan crowns. But crowns are, um, the, they are a plasticky uh, material substance, but it is mixed with animal fat. And that's where that animal fat, that's where that kind of that, that plasticky film on the crown comes from as the animal fat. And so um, same thing with cake mixes. Some cake mixes contain beef fat, and a lot of people don't know that, but that beef fat just kind of helps keep the structure of that thing together, and so they really can't, um, well, I mean, I guess they could. They have they have vegan cake mixes, but it's like, how many people actually know that beef fat is in their cake mixes? They just know the cake is, is fat. Um, red candy, we talked about this a little bit earlier with the gummy candies, but red candy um, is actually made from bugs, surprisingly. Um, a lot of red candies are made from... Uh, uh, this powder called carmine and this or carmine maybe and this powder is, is produced by crushing and and drying out these uh things called red cochineal co i'm horrible at pronouncing this cochineal beetles and these red cochineal beetles if you crush them up and, and you know grind them out and let them dry out then this they create this carmine that's what usually makes your red candy so like your red um like your cough drops i would assume are made from this stuff and you know a lot of i know cough drops aren't candy but like that same kind of structure um would produce a lot of your red uh kind of like you know your red typical hard candies um cigarettes are uh the hemoglobin from from pig blood 
is often used to filter cigarettes. Um, and then here's one that I actually find uh, kind of interesting. Actually, I'll end, I'll, I'll end with that one. Before that one, paintbrushes um, are commonly labeled to have camel hair when they're actually cattle hair. So it might say camel hair on your paintbrush. It's not actually camel hair. It's, it's hair from cows and, and bulls and steers and stuff. Um, the last one I really want to get to here, though, is fire extinguisher fluid. And this is a big deal because during the whole argument with the mayor, and again, not to throw the mayor under the bus or anything, but just to kind of show the point we were trying to make here, the mayor uh, was a firefighter. And his um, one of his biggest arguments was that as a firefighter, his job depended on accidents and, and going and fixing them. And as mayor, his job depended on taxpayers and, and his people. And he basically wouldn't admit that his job depended on agriculture. Well, this was actually um, this fire extinguisher fluid fact I found on an old uh, paper I took from the Tulare County Fair a couple years back that had a list of all these byproducts that are made from beef cattle, and one of them was fire extinguisher fluid. And what's kind of crazy about it is um, the keratin founding cattle hooves are actually used in fire extinguisher fluid to help uh, bind the foam together and, and make it more resistant to fire. And so it makes it stronger, makes it able, it makes it able to absorb the heat better and just kind of just burn out the fire a lot faster. And so it's kind of interesting that he's a firefighter and he says his job doesn't depend on ag when literally the thing that puts out the fires is made of cattle hooves. And so it's kind of just like one of those things, again, not to throw him under the bus or not to say anything bad about him or, or anything, but it's just he just was very adamant about the fact that his job didn't only depend on ag. And it doesn't only depend on ag, but it obviously does depend on ag to a certain extent. And our entire lives and all of our jobs and everything that is, that is going on in the world depends on agriculture. And this goes along with the whole um, the argument against the vegans that, that they say that we should have an entirely uh, vegan lifestyle, that we should live without the abuse of animals and that we should live without uh, manipulating and extracting animal body parts just to waste them. We don't waste anything. As you can see, animal fat and bones and uh, hooves and hair and, and hides and meat and all that stuff, it goes everywhere. I mean, everywhere finds, it finds a use for animal parts. Manure gets used out in the fields again. Nothing from an animal is ever wasted. And so it's kind of just a ridiculous statement to say that we waste animal products. We, we waste food, but that's not the same thing. We hardly ever waste animal products. It's, it's used somewhere. And that's kind of the problem with the whole um, adaptations of, of, you know, vegan varieties of everything now is that, I mean, they're, they're still small enough in number that it's not going to affect anything, but as the years go by, if more and more vegan stuff gets produced, all of that animal uh, stuff, all the animal byproducts are going to be wasted because they're not going to need it anymore. Or if they do, nobody's going to buy it, so they're not going to stop. You're going to stop producing it, and then you are going to start wasting animal byproducts, and then it's just going to lead to this big old domino effect of wasting and wasting and wasting until all we have left is just the meat on the animal, and it's just it can't go on like this. So the reason that I kind of want to go over this particular uh, segment in this episode is because animals are vital to our survival that's how it's always been that's how it will always be i mean way back in the day um there's a there's a uh, a weed called shepherd's purse that i learned about when i was in my agronomy class or agronomy judging team i suppose um and it's called shepherd's purse because the leaves on it look like little hearts but what they actually are supposed to resemble is uh if you turn them upside down they're supposed to resemble um 
what a shepherd's purse would have been like. So way back in the day when shepherds were still, you know, had to walk out with their flock every day, they had a purse that they kept all their coins and change and, and things in, and that purse was made from the uh, sack of a of a male of a ram. Uh, you know, they they castrate a ram and they keep the the sack, and that was their uh, purse. You know, it was the shepherd's purse, and so. Even way back in the day, even way back before, you know, back with the Native Americans, they used animal byproducts for everything. I mean, animal byproducts have always been an important part of our society. It'd be nearly impossible to completely avoid animals altogether, to avoid using any kind of animal product. And the funny thing about it is these vegans just sit there and just preach all day about how they absolutely have to go all vegan. You know, you cannot wear leather, you cannot wear fur, you cannot drive a car with leather seats because that's hypocritical, and then you're not being pure vegan. Well, how many of them actually know that by taking medicine, then you're supporting the killing of insects, you're supporting, you know, the um, the use of animal fat, or if you're eating red candy, or if you're coloring with crayons, if you're using nail polish, if you're using laundry detergent, if you use sugar, if you use plastic bags or plastic of any kind, if you use perfume or drink beer that you're actually supporting animal agriculture this thing that they say is so evil and, and so dark and so you know cruel it's pushing everything in society forward you know everyone likes to glorify technology and technology is definitely a thing to glorify but it's just kind of funny to see how much animal byproducts really play a role in society they kind of just come in and and they just you know they take over not not to say take over in, in a negative way, but they, they play a, a, a much larger role than most people like to give them credit for. I think that's something that shouldn't be ignored for very long. It's something that people need to kind of accept and, and appreciate is that animal byproducts are there for a variety of reasons. I mean, it's, it's, it goes much further than just creating footballs and leather seats and, you know, eating your steak at night and, you know, you have a, your dog has a bone to chew on. It goes much further than that. I mean... How many of you would have known that plastic bags are made from animal fat and skin and bones and whatever else? I mean, that's just not something that a lot of people just know off the top of their head. And that's why we do these segments. I want I want more educational, fun fact segments that kind of just promote this kind of stuff. That way people are more informed and have a better understanding of agriculture in ways that they never really understood it before. And it doesn't matter how much you know about agriculture. It doesn't matter how much you know about anything. There's always always more to learn and so that's why we do these you know these little uh you know fun fact episodes because yeah they're not you know it's just me talking they're not interviews they don't we don't have another person here to kind of converse with but that's going to change pretty soon but they're just kind of you know nice to really listen to something that you never really would have thought about before and if you're one of those people like me that likes to challenge the ideas of people that don't support agriculture this kind of helps out your case as well. And again, this none of this is meant to be uh, any kind of shot towards vegans, any kind of shot towards a former mayor, former mayor, any kind of shot towards people that don't support the um, use of animal byproducts. But it's kind of just one of those things that's supposed to open your eyes a little bit and kind of show you, hey, this is happening too. You know, it's not just we're eating steaks and we're wearing leather coats. It's that, you know, we're advancing technology. We're using plastics. We're using... Um, you know, all these different, we have sugar purifiers and or not purifiers, filters and like all these different things made from animals. And so it's just, how are you going to promote both messages effectively? You can't.
you have to promote the message that makes the most sense and you have to be the most intellectually honest with yourself and with everyone else around you and that's that animals are never going to go away animal agriculture is never going to go away because it can't we depend on it way too much for that to happen and so that being said i'd just like to thank all of you so much for watching we're going to close the episode here because um i don't think that we have anything else to really add here and like i said we're going to have um interviews coming up in the next couple weeks we're going to try to get all that lined out we're going to have all you guys you know back on track to listening to our regular scheduled programming we're going to have you know ag issues back on the way we're going to bring in some more ffa kids for some more ffa interviews we're going to be bringing out these uh fun fact episodes every every once in a while not too often we're going to try to not have them every single week anymore but i hope you guys are enjoying it as much as i am i really love doing this kind of research it's very fun and very just kind of hey i didn't know that before and so um yeah, I'd just like to thank all you so much for watching and or uh, listening and tuning in. And yeah, so uh, thank you guys. And don't forget, if you ate today, thank a farmer.